conflict raged first in Italy, Spain, and southern France. Then the Central Front moved eastward. The focus shifted to the coast of Epirus, today Albania, the naval gateway to the Adriatic Sea and Italy. Two great generals, Pompey and Caesar, were jockeying for position on the land outside the strategic port city of Dyrrachium, modern Duras, Albania. Each man led a large army camped outside of town. They played a waiting game, punctuated by bursts of fighting. Each army tried to outflank the other and starve it out through a series of walls, moats, forts, and towers across the hilly terrain. Suddenly, in early May, boredom gave way to a bloody engagement. Deserters from Caesar's army revealed a weak point in their lines. Pompey used the information to attack and take Caesar by surprise. But Caesar rallied and launched a counterattack that same day. It started out well, but then his men found themselves in a maze of abandoned walls and ditches. When they were assaulted in turn, they panicked. Caesar was there, among his men, an example of courage. Tall and sinewy, he stood firm. Soldiers ran by in retreat, still holding their battle standards, long poles lined with metal discs and topped with a carved image of a human hand. Caesar grabbed the standards with his own hands and commanded the men to stop. His words were usually persuasive, and his black eyes shone with vigor. Yet not a single man stopped. Some looked at the ground in shame, and some even threw away their standards. Finally, one of the standard-bearers, with his pole upside down, dared to thrust the sharp end of it at Caesar himself. The commander's bodyguards cut off his arm at the last moment and saved Caesar's life. If not for them, the civil war might have ended on the spot. Three generals, three battles, and one pattern. A life thrown into the thick of combat. But combat was only the price of admission. These weren't just commanders. They were soldier-statesmen conquering an empire. Alexander the Great, Hannibal, and Julius Caesar are the big three of ancient military history. Alexander set the pattern. Hannibal came a little more than a century later, calling Alexander the greatest general of all time. Caesar appeared about 150 years later and wept as a young man when he saw a statue of Alexander, lamenting that he, Caesar, hadn't conquered anything yet. Each was a master of war. They had to look far beyond the battlefield. They had to decide not only how to fight, but whom to fight and why. They had to define victory and know when to end the war. They had to envision the post-war world and to design a new world order that would bring stability and lasting power. In short, they were not only field commanders, but also statesmen. Yet each would probably want to be remembered as a battle hero. Never mind the long hours of silent contemplation, the continual hashing out of plans in conferences, the negotiations for war-winning alliances, the tedious details of stocking granaries or removing wagons stuck in the mud. The thick of bloody battle, primitive, elemental, is where they felt most at home. In battle they were heroic. As field commanders, leaders of the army in combat and on campaign, they were peerless. As strategists, they have a mixed record. Their war plans reached for the skies, but only Alexander and Caesar got there. As statesmen, all three fell short. Neither Alexander nor Caesar— much less Hannibal, 
ever solved the problem of how to bring about or how to maintain the new world order that each one sought. Alexander, 356-323 B.C., conquered the largest empire the world had yet known, Persia. But he died just short of turning thirty-three, after suffering a humiliating mutiny by his men, and without having provided for his succession or a plan to administer his vast new domain. His empire immediately collapsed into civil war and chaos. Fifty years later, it consisted of half a dozen new kingdoms, all governed by Alexander's fellow Greeks, but none ruled by his family. Far from establishing a dynasty, Alexander was the last of his line to reign. Hannibal, 247-183 B.C., took command of a colonial empire in Spain founded by his father and expanded by his brother-in-law. Then Rome challenged his control. Rome and Carthage were...